So, Luke, understanding things by layers. We kind of touched on this before, and I think this is like super interesting. He, he in, in Anti-Fragile, Taleb points out that restaurants are their own, restaurants on their own, sorry, quite fragile. But the restaurant industry as a whole is quite robust. Like if I said to you that next year this random shop might go out of business, you'd say, oh, it's probably very likely. But if I said to you, the entire restaurant industry is going to collapse in next year. It's a bit different to the time of writing the book, actually, because of COVID. But you'd say that's, that's very unlikely. People are going to need food, and they're still going to be willing to pay restaurants, even if it was takeaway. So it's this funny thing that when things are indexed, they're much more robust. But when you break down things and look at them part by part, they can often be much more fragile, depending on what it is. Now... I, we're talking about this a couple of episodes, and I think about this. This is my whole thinking behind the value of the thousand doors concept. And when I think about the concept, it's like if you never make a change to the situation you're in now because you don't know what lies behind each door and you're unsure what your future will look like or if it's worth going down that path, the one thing you're going to guarantee is nothing's going to change about your situation because you're not going anywhere. And so for someone who's kind of maybe starting on their career journey, for example, they don't know which avenue to go down. They don't know which option to explore. But the only wrong thing is exploring nothing. Because once you go explore some things, even if they're not the, be or the, they're not the kind of final place you want to be, or it, they, might, they might look like small things, perhaps, like going to meetups or you know, going to someone's podcast launch. But if you keep doing those things, they lead to new doors and they, they will lead to other opportunities. And, and that journey should become pretty exciting because as soon as you've done a, a bunch of stuff and learned a bunch of things, you're now in a position of much greater leverage. We can probably help a much larger group of people to, on a much deeper level and probably earn better. So you get all these incentives for going on your journey and pursuing things. And the th But the thing is, the concept of the thousand doors, you don't actually know what that is. You don't know what the specifics are. You don't know what the story points are. But you know that the overall journey will be great. So when we get to a layer of fundamentals, when we think about things on the... like, this is, I'm trying to articulate this by layers. When we think about fundamentals behind things... You can normally invest in the fundamentals and know you're going to get somewhere good. You have a higher degree of uh, certainty, right? Like if I, let's make this a bit more real. Like if we said, if you understand the fundamental of sales, right, you're probably going to do really well if you really commit to that craft. But if you try and nail like, I don't know, like lines that convert or like hyper, hyper specific little tricks and stuff and you try and like member... That's that's got you're less likely to thrive. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. it's it's this bigger picture where you actually you, but it's less specific, and that's the trade off. Whereas I know that people kind of want the answers, but if you actually take a step back and you think about, I'm approaching this with a great learning mindset, right? I'm continually opening these doors until I figure things out. It's just like, it's, it's the math is something's going to land. So you're actually quite sure. Like if, if I invest in one tech company, will I become a billionaire? Hard to say, right? Very unlikely if it's just one. 
If I said, you know, we do 20 companies, will one of them take off? Much more likely. And so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I was just saying, and think about... Think about the learning experiences you gain from actually engaging in that. So it might not be till the exactly. 16th company that you were able to figure out or go in a certain direction or open a certain door that led you to get to it's you can't, exactly. you can't sort of determine but that. Think about it. If your commitment to. is I'm going to do this, give this a shot 20 times, that, that attitude is robust. But if you're like, I want to invest in one or I want to mm. start one company and I want it to succeed – that idea is fragile. So go in the robust direction. Go in the anti-fragile direction, which comes from, comes from yeah, being absolutely. willing to really try things and think long-term. I love, there's a good example of the flip side of this when we think about layers, right? And I don't know if this is the best way of breaking it down, but it's how I tried to make sense of it. Because Taleb also says, it's easier to macro bullshit than it is to micro. This is what I heard when I was researching Naval talking about Taleb, which is cool. And I think basically this means that it's easier to tell an oversimplified story about a large trend, like making up statistics. I think it's like when good applications, when you hear batched statistics that apply to a large, large population. So if, if unemployment's at 6% in Australia or the United States, right, you might think, okay, that's not so bad. But that doesn't mean that in one little area, unemployment's not at 60%, for example, because you're waiting things out on average. Taleb has this very funny example where he's like, the average temperature my grandmother can handle is, is whatever, 25 degrees Celsius or 50 degrees Fahrenheit or something. But he goes, so if you made it 25 degrees one day, 75 degrees the first day and then 25 degrees the next day, like you'd kill her. Like the the average the average is such a like a a misleading yeah it's Doesn't such a misleading statistic so that's why but the difference is with macro statistics and macro stories and why he says macro bullshit when you're just this one person who lives in this one corner of the world you don't get to see the full story but if someone says it's raining in Sydney you can look up you're in Sydney you go oh I'm in Sydney it's not raining. Like this story's bullshit. So I think we actually get major societal problems from our uh, tendency to really batch things into mass statistics and we form whole stories about how things are going based on the, that batch story when really every, all the value and specificity is in the nuance. So like what the, what, why is this important? right? If we're talking about education, learning, and careers, I think it's important on a very deep and foundational level. I don't know if you agree, and you feel free to um, disagree or challenge here, but I think people buy into lumped things, right? That can actually be very limiting beliefs. Like, what is it? 27 out of 28 companies fail, entrepreneurs fail, right? That's, that's one I've heard. As if everyone when they start a startup has the same odds of survival <laughs> doesn't that, that again it doesn't nothing. tell you pretty much anything it doesn't tell you anything but people will hold that as a reason for not doing something does that make sense people will be sitting here thinking i can't be an x because yeah. people like me don't do that right but 
you know, someone's you can have one person starting a startup and uh, I don't know, their dad's Bill Gates. You can have another person starting a startup and they've got a shit idea. They're, they're incredibly, they're way too naive, not even good naive, but way too naive. And they have no idea about process and getting feedback and validating a concept. So the odds have just completely thrown. So I don't know, my, my takeaway from this why it's important is I think, one, you want to understand something, the best way is to be there. Like be specific, be in the story. People kept saying to me, young people don't read books. And if I had bought into that story, I wouldn't have done 18 and lost. The reality is not a, not, not a lot of 18-year-olds read books, but there are a lot of 18-year-olds reading books. Most people who are young are not reading books regularly. But out of the population of young people that are reading books regularly, they actually happen to be... There's a lot. There's still a lot. It's a viable market. And for me, they're actually the people I'm most interested in, funnily enough. So, I don't know. This, for me, this is important because it actually impacts those decisions around what you do and don't do. Like what you do start and stop. Rather than how do I, you know, how do I make this thing I'm working on better tomorrow? I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of zooming out here. So, the other takeaway for me from this section is keeping faith in the big picture coming back to the first part, like the thousand doors and you know what Taleb says about the restaurant industry as an example. Because I think keeping this perspective for me helps me ride over the bumps and twists because they're inevitably going to come on your journey. But you just know that if you continually take big shots and you keep placing asymmetric bets, which is like what you stand to lose is nothing compared to like what you could gain, right? Like the whole Richard Branson Virgin Airlines thing, like six months of profit, it's the worst case scenario for like potentially entering the airline industry, huge industry and changing, changing it. So you keep placing, not airlines, airlines don't seem to be good businesses, especially now, but you keep doing the equivalent, you know, you can't guarantee the next one will pay off. But if you do 10, it's really hard to imagine you're not going to get something incredible out of that. So these are, these are the things I think about, right? Instead of this mindset, this mindset, I think the worst mindset is I'll only do this if I know it will work, if that makes sense. Because that's very limiting. It's almost like you shouldn't even start until you fix that mindset. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Luke? You don't have to, but any thoughts? Not Fantastic. in particular, Joe. You've done the Charlie not, Munger. Not this one. Nothing to add. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, let's move Nothing on. Nothing to add. Oh, 